Meanwhile, at Manage Comics, coming to you from a secret underground lair, these dedicated heroes discuss the business of comics, industry news, comic book retail issues, and the latest developments from Manage Comics. They are promoters of comics, champions of small business, and four-color heroes. They are the Manage Comics Team. Hey everyone, it's Brian, and it is Manage Comic. Meanwhile, at Manage Comics, I was going to say Manage Comics Thought Stream. Ooh, old, old show. I don't know why my camera keeps changing its focus. That's weird. But let's let's hope that that doesn't happen anymore. Um, yeah. So welcome to episode seven of Meanwhile at Managed Comics. And today we are going to answer your questions. And I'm hoping the people who are here live are going to have questions. And I've gathered up um, probably a half dozen, maybe a dozen questions from over the last month. We had about four questions come in. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, I guess let's jump right into it. And we'll start with uh, recent managed comics updates. So um, we have recently been working on a bunch of little changes. Uh, so this is kind of the end of our quality of life releases that we've been working on for, oh gosh, I think like, well, basically since January. Um, so yeah, over the next course of the week, uh, we got a bunch of stuff to promote and then we're going to hammer out some geek fetch stuff and get some data things kind of cleaned up. And then there's a couple of cool new projects down the road. Um, so, uh, the things that will be promoted tonight or tomorrow. Um, so we don't like to do promotions on Mondays, Tuesdays, or Wednesdays because you guys are busy doing pulls and stuff on those days we try and do our pull our, our releases on thursdays uh kind of after hours and uh if not thursday then friday so right now uh we have added a bunch of auditing to pre-orders and next week i'll give some video where i actually show what that looks like um we are doing better sorting on pre-orders we have done some fixes to uninstall so when when people uninstall managed comics, which they never should. But if they do, for whatever reason, uh, we want to pull all of our code out of it. So we've done those fixes. It also gives us better rankings on Shopify because of that. We are doing some better sorting on FOCs. So your FOCs are going to have a little bit better kind of sorting on the admin side and some fixes to the front end for dark themes. So we noticed that when somebody has a dark theme installed, uh, a couple of our a couple of our colors were hard coded for lighter themes. So we fixed that. So those will all go live. There's also another one over there. Oh, there's a, a slight tweak to right now. I think we're the way that we pull stuff is based off of the FOC, but then we actually are checking the ship date and not the FOC date, which is really confusing, but um, we're going to solve that problem real quick. And yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at with that stuff. We have a whole bunch of big changes to GeekFetch that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. So those are going to be better, faster search, 
um, these are kind of internal and they're going to impact us, but they'll impact you in different ways. Most of them being, it'll take us much less time to fix problems when we get data problems. Um, we are also going to add the ability. So we have now the ability that when we get a updated file from diamond or lunar, we can refresh the data, um, out of into the database. We don't have that ability for PRH right now. So we're going to add that so that we can basically refresh right now. We only have an initial upload and then it doesn't stomp over anything. We're going to auto replace a whole bunch of weird characters. We kind of have figured out what those characters are and how to fix them. Uh, we're building a query builder for internal use so that we can actually, uh, I can have Ivan create queries without me having to write them in the database. Uh, we're trying a new series code method, he said, questioningly. Um, so we're going to create a new series code method and then we'll monitor it for a couple of weeks before we decide that we're going to use it. Uh, right now we're creating series codes based off of what diamond or lunar or penguin random house tell us. Unfortunately, that means there's no such thing as a series code for a one shot. You can look at my face now. Um, there's no such thing as a series code for a one shot. We also don't have uh, really kind of consistent series codes for certain things like mini series. Um, Lunar tends to create series codes in a different way that isn't quite standard with what we'd like to do. But a lot of this data is actually available within the barcode. So we're going to start creating series codes out of that. So um, that's definitely one thing we're working on. And then ISBNs, we're just finding that Diamond and Penguin Random House and Lunar are each displaying ISBNs in different ways. So we're creating a new universal ISBN. <laughs> universal is also one of our distributors. Um, anyway, we're creating a new, uh, we're calling it uh, like ISBN-13 because I don't think that's taken by anybody. And then we're going to do an ISBN-18 and we'll create both of them. If one of them is created, then we can create the other and vice versa. Um, yeah, so that is where we are. And let's, let's say hi to some folks. There's some people here. Yeah, co comics uh, says, hi, Brian. Hi, how you doing? Craig Oliphant, my partner in crime, says applause. And I say, applause back to you, Craig. And Revenge of, and I have a question from you guys later, uh, says better late attendance than never. Hey, any attendance is good. So um, yeah, getting, let's, oh, and Neighborhood Comics. How's it going? Is that Lee? I think it is. Uh, Lee, we're looking at your problem. I may have a suggestion for you later. Um, let's jump to our next slide. So the upcoming, so after we get done our geek fetch things, which trust things will only take a week or so, uh, we're going to jump right into an international pricing matrix. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while and believe it or not, I think I cracked the code last week by accident. I was just kind of looking at something else and I was like, oh, that would make a great pricing matrix. It's, it's been really hard for us to kind of figure out how to do this and make it scalable enough that a store could go in and adjust things on their own um, while not making it overwhelming. So we're going to seed it with uh, prices that we currently have in the database, and then we'll let stores adjust it as they want to. We're also going to assign um, like a default 
exchange rate. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this more later because we actually have this as a question. Uh, during the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of frustration from people because, you know, as man, as managed comics gets more popular and subscriptions in stores get more popular, you get people doing weird things. One of the things that's come up time and again is the need for a pulls cho chooser. So if you're shorted, be it because somebody ordered something last minute and it didn't get accounted into for orders or because five copies came in damaged or because, I don't know, allocations occurred, whatever it is. Um, right now, Managed Comics just kind of picks for you. And there's a method to it. It's all based on um, subscription start dates. But first of all, people never believe us when we tell us tell them how our system works, which is great. Um, and secondly, some people say, well, this happened anyway. And usually when we look into it, it's because that person had a previous subscription that for some reason overwrote. Anyway, it's complicated. Um, so we're going to solve the problem by bringing in our, uh, we'll, we'll bring in the items that are shorted little listing of them uh you know action comics 1052 show you the 12 people you have subscribed to it you only got 10 copies we're going to pre-check the ones that we think we should be giving it to but you may say this guy only comes in once a month and this guy comes in every week so i want um you know bob to get it he can wait until we get replenishments and uh i've still got neighborhood comics up there um and uh, Jane, who comes in every week, she can get it uh, this week pulled for her. So um, we're going to do that. It doesn't sound like it's a terribly complicated thing to add. It'll just be an extra screen. Um, we've got a simplified way of doing multi-store additions. And to be honest, the only thing that I want to make sure that we can do is account for the additional not the only thing, but it's quite a bit more complicated. So we really need to account for all of the places that we touch with this. And it, there's a lot, right? So um, basically every, so on the front end, there'd need to be an additional screen when you sign up that says, which location are you going to use? That means we also need to have that somewhere prominently on the front end so that you can change your location if you need to. Um, and then on the back end, we have to change like every report, every customer screen, every subscription screen. Um, we, we just, there's a lot of different things that we need to do. So it's, it's more complicated for me to figure out for the developers, everything that needs to be done than it is for the developers because they'll just go through and do all this stuff. Uh, and finally, we've We've got an order history tool. Yay. Um, the order history tool is not ready for even me to give it to beta users. Boo. So we've got a bunch of changes coming to that so that I can start to roll it out to folks. So I'm hoping to get that ready for you guys um, in the next week or so and, and get that. I've got a handful of about five or six people I'll be reaching out to. Um, and most of you are here right now. So hi. Um, and finally, this one's going to take us a good month 
uh, Shopify is retiring the current version of the customer API that we're using. And for a while there, we thought we might just move away from Shopify for a lot of customer information. We've had to rethink on that, um, mostly because they've released a whole bunch of stuff that we would have left them if they hadn't released it. So things like reservations, uh, things like uh, upcoming vaulting of credit cards, which is critical. Uh, we can't do prepaid pre-orders if we can't vault credit cards. Um, all this stuff, I think, has made us reconsider completely leaving Shopify. We still need to decouple some of our systems from Shopify a little more because there are other things coming down the pike that we need to be able to um, support as well. But that said, we don't have to totally leave, which means we have to apply all of their GDPR rules um, before July 1st. So we're going to take a month, um, probably probably May, um, maybe kind of mid-April to mid-May. And we're going to really work on this stuff. Uh, it's not a whole ton of work, but it's just really important work. And it's really stuff around rules, around our backups, um, around who has access. So just full full, you know, disclosure, there are only two people in our organization who have customer access to any customer data at all. And those two people are myself and Taras, the CTO and the CEO. I think you're in pretty good hands. Um, nobody else has access to customer data. So the only way that anybody else could have access to customer data is if we have made a request for access to your store. And one of those things we ask for is customer data. Um, but you know about that when, uh, when you see us that, that we have access to your store. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit of, of what we're up to for the next little while. Let's see who's checking in still. Um, we've got variant edition so uh danica is over here uh she was on facebook but she's come over to the uh to the youtube um yeah so she, she was talking about the uh preferred polls or whatever i called it what did i call that uh polls chooser um better name to come uh and that she liked that so yeah for sure we will get that stuff done for you guys so here's where we go to the Ask Us Anythings. Now, if you guys have questions who are here, you're going to get priority. I'll pop up your question and, and we'll ask any of the questions that you guys have. But right now, I have a pre-selected grouping of questions so that I wasn't just staring at a screen because there's about a five to 10 second delay from when I say something and you guys get it. So I would have had to kill for 10 seconds to get that first question in. But let's not delay. Lewis recently reached out to us and I, I couldn't find his store name. Um, he does have a store. He said he's pulling together plans to go live with an online store in Shopify. He already has the Shopify store in place with subscriptions added to what I have in a rebranding effort. What are the ballpark estimates on costs and time required to get set up with managed comics, Shopify and the Shopify point of sale? Well, that is a great question, Lewis. Um, so we usually say that Shopify costs anywhere between $30 a month and $150 a month, depending on the level of things that you do. Stop refocusing. Gosh, uh, my camera is driving me crazy tonight. So uh, the base the base Shopify 
plan I think is now $40. It used to be $30 uh, in the US. And then the uh, point of sale can be anywhere from zero to $80 a month, um, depending on which tier you choose. I think they have a free tier and then it's up to like $79 a month. Uh, Shopify can, it starts at 40 and I think the next tier up is 80, but I'm not positive. Um, and for that, you get a bunch of different reporting and things like that. Um, and then from there, managed comics is $80 a month, flat fee. We don't charge a percentage or anything. Shopify's payments are, I believe in the United States, 2.6%, maybe 2.9%. I think they change based on the tier of Shopify level that you use. Um, but all this stuff is available at shopify.com slash pricing gives you a full breakdown in terms of time setting up the actual shopify store uh you know the first one that we ever did took us about 25 hours but at this point we can get them down to between four and eight hours ourselves so it really depends on kind of the level of customization that you want to do um, how many collections you need to build all that stuff so yeah that's uh that's roughly the cost around Shopify in terms of getting managed comics installed it takes eight minutes, seven twenty-five, I think is the actual time, seven minutes and 25 seconds. Um, so it's not very hard to install, uh, very easy to set up and very easy to, to get involved in it. <laughs> Ivan says my camera needs Adderall. That's why I can't focus. Let's try. I, I've never seen it do this so much. Like it's, it's crazy. I must have, Maybe my, I'm going to try something. Just give me a second here. Maybe if I turn off the backlight. No, that's not helping at all. I've got to have something that's in the way or something. Oh, well. Great television. Just watching my camera. Uh, Christina Strong asks, is there a way to compensate for the fact that Marvel B covers are now frequently one in 25 ratio covers? So we do have a task in the backlog that we're going to add, which will basically treat a one in 25 as if the cover doesn't exist. Um, honestly, those should not be B covers. And I think our data changes that we've just added should address that. So we noticed on the UPCs that those ratio covers are definitely not the B covers, even though Diamond is listing them as the B cover. Um, I think we're just going to fix the problem in data. So those shouldn't, they should stop being B covers because I'm pretty sure Marvel is not doing that. We're also reaching out to Marvel to make sure that B covers never get ratioed. Uh, we've reached out to, to other publishers as well. So I think the solution is data. Um, and then barring that, we're going to we're going to hard code in something so that if that accidentally happens, you're not going to get a, a request for a one in 25. Lewis, again, no store given, asks, can you offer your opinion on a points reward and Shopify add on versus a percentage discount for subscribers? So. I'm, I'm being distracted, I, I get. I've got a good question here from Lee at Neighborhood Comics. Um, so I personally think rewards programs are actually much better than a discount program. Discounting just gives money away. 
rewards is a way to encourage loyalty and get people back at your shop. Um, from a practical point of view, rewards can be used for more than just the subscriptions. So it encourages more purchases in store. Um, and rewards can also be configured so that you can allow redemptions on different types of products. So uh, the loyalty program I really liked was called Joy. Uh, and it had the ability to add a, it's funny, I found this one when I was doing research for how we could do a loyalty program for managed comics. And when I found this, I was like, oh my gosh, it's everything I want. We don't need to be able to build it because Joy exists. So with Joy, you can say, you create a rewards um, collection and that collection would have a bunch of books in it. And let's say just, just being completely crash and commercial here. Let's say that there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can get from the distributors really cheap. So for example, Diamond or Penguin Random House is having a massive sale on Omnibuy right now. You could put that stuff in the rewards, still available as a sale price item, but it would also be one of the only things available in your rewards program. So you have like rewards that you can get and those are only in a rewards collection or you can just say, you can shop from any collection. Um, and rewards are, you know, one point is for every $10 you spend and 10 points gets you $10 off something. So it's a, it's theoretically a 10% discount, but it's really a discount on a product that you got at a reduced rate. So it's very different than a discount, which is actually coming off of your overall purchase price. I think Rewards programs are just better financially for you. Um, a 10% discount or 10% reward should only cost you 5%. Um, and if you're offering them on things like back issues, which you may have a higher, uh, you know, a, a higher profit margin on, uh, that could cost you 2%. So yeah, that's, that's my take on it. And joy is the one that I would look at. Um, once we get everything else on the planet done from managed comics, we'll build a managed comics version of, of a reward program. But don't look for that anytime soon. Nick from Forbidden Planet asks, what are you planning on doing for UK international pricing? And when can we expect to see it in place? Nick, good, <laughs> good man has been asking this for a while. So I'm gonna show you. This is our, ooh, <clears throat> this is our pricing matrix. So we're doing an international pricing matrix where we'll have a base exchange rate and then we'll have a series of US dollar prices on the left side and the exchange rates on the right side. And you'll be able to change those exchange rates however you want. Um, Julian, if you're here, yes, this will be available for Canadian stores as well as UK stores. And you'll be able to add extra tiers in there. And we'll, we'll seed this with, um, basically I have a list of like, I don't know, 50 or 60 um prices so kind of every comic price point and then graphic novel price points and much like our discount tiers if you if it's a so we have a tier here for 2.99 and a tier for 3.99 so if something was 350 it would have the 2.99 tier applied to it until it hit 3.99 and then it would be 3.99 tier until the 4.99 prices um, so obviously 
it's in your best interest to create as many tiers as you can to to take advantage of stuff in the middle um yeah so that's uh that's what we're working on for pricing um i vetted it with a couple people and they say yeah it makes sense um this will also display on the front end for customers uh, and where this becomes really important is uh you know not so much canada and the uk um as well uk uk is important because they often advertise their prices at a certain point but uh in new zealand and Austra australia we lost a few australian stores because uh shipping has gone through the roof for them so what they're doing is the price for comics is much cheaper because it gets mailed in some different way than the price for um trades and hardcovers so they're kind of factoring that price of the shipping into the the product so they'll be able to factor that into their tiers um, i'm going to jump into a question from lee who said oh no that wasn't it he said when creating orders for foc and initial diamond product codes are linked to info pages can that be added for all distros yes we actually have a plan to do that um, and we're going to change even how the diamond stuff is done because right now it's done i think it's done to previews world we're going to actually create those pages on geek fetch and, and link everything to those in a new tab um we've had a plan to do that for a while we just didn't have a front end until recently so yes absolutely um probably after we get done our shopify silliness uh so sometime late april early may and lee also agreed with me on rewards versus discounts we got rid of both last year and 99 percent of customers don't mind isn't that interesting neither cool uh ivan said the trade sales thing technically could also be used using a special members only collection which is possible oh so so yeah for rewards which is possible using shopify tools that are, exist already uh cool my camera is crazy today joe myers at revenge have asked uh and he's here today is there any update on managed comics lightspeed implementation so i had some great conversations with somebody from lightspeed last week and um, i'm gonna actually go to montreal probably in may and talk to lightspeed and universal distribution at the same time um we're working on i have a, a lightspeed um test account and i have a lightspeed partners account and i'm now just looking for an implementation assistant to help me kind of map out what that looks like so what we're talking about doing and we've got a, a customer in new zealand who's currently using lightspeed so what he's doing is he uses managed comics to check in and then once the check-in happens he is um creating a, P, a csv of the items that were checked in and then he imports that CSV back into Lightspeed. And then magically, for some reason, everything gets synced up. So we want to take the magic out of that. And what we'll do is we'll actually create everything in Lightspeed and basically turn off the product creation in Shopify for a Lightspeed account. And then Lightspeed actually does the sync. So everything will work out 
um, I think that should be okay. And if I could also get Lightspeed creating the orders instead of Shopify in Lightspeed, um, yeah, that'd be cool. So we'll work on that. Like I said, once we get our Shopify, like this big, because if we don't get this Shopify thing done, we actually could get kicked out of Shopify. <laughs> so it's really important. Um, so once we get that done, then we're going to move move towards um, our Lightspeed stuff. So yeah, that's your answer, Joe. And he says that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, beginning of May, beginning of June, we get this one started. But in the meantime, I've got a lot of work to do um, that doesn't involve the rest of the development team. Just kind of shoring up all those relationships with the Lightspeed team and also making sure that we've got clean API use and stuff like that. So yeah, that's where we are with that. Josh from the boardroom said, sometimes people are able to pre-order ratio covers of DC stuff, even though we have ratios turned off. Yes, Josh, it is sadly true. And it's because sometimes, and it's not just DC, um, in this case, you mentioned DC, but we've seen this happen with a lot of different stuff. Um, sometimes the data originally comes to us with the ratio stuff not filled out. Uh, so it says, if, if there's no information around ratio, then our system assumes that it's open order. Um, and the lunar and penguin random house actually have a ratio field with diamond. We actually have to, uh, parse it out of their data, which is also sometimes not accurate. Um, so e example, like we parse the terms one dash in dash 10. We also parse the term one space in space 10. We also parse the term one slash 10. We also parse the term one space 10, but one time recently they did one dash in space 10 and our system wasn't configured to catch that so those one in ten snuck through we usually see those things fairly quickly can resolve them and then um but if you see that by all means please let us know but the good news is that's why we have the um pre-order pre-approval on any pre-order items so I was thinking about maybe doing away with that for open order, but until we get this data stuff really, really rock solid, I wouldn't turn that off. My my goal at some point is to say, if an item is open order, um, allow the pre-order to go through and just turn that into an alert instead of a, you know, you have to go in and approve a 399 comic that's open order. That's just dumb especially if you're well ahead of the FOCs and everything. But we should, by all means, alert you and say, these are the ones that we we updated uh, yesterday and allow you to turn and like, you know, decline them at that point. Just kind of auto approve those guys. So that's why those get through. Sometimes one in tens are just misratioed, labeled, and we fix them as soon as we catch them. Gord, my... <laughs> my own local comic shop where I get my comics um, asked me last time I was in, what's going on with binder pause? We've been talking about a binder pause integration for years. Uh, and we do not have that integration right now um, with binder pause because they talk to Shopify and all their stuff goes into Shopify. First, our solution is actually relatively simple. All we really need to do is be able to create orders in binder POS. And 
um, the guys at binder pause are actually in the process of building us an endpoint where we'll be able to talk into that endpoint and create orders directly in binder pause. Our part of that work is probably a couple, three days. Their part of that work is, you know, indeterminate. It's uh, and they've got to fit it into all their other stuff. But we are on their radar. I literally talked to Binder Pause today. Um, they love us, and any integration just makes our in, like our combined solution better. Jeff from Comic Fever has asked me a couple times when will Managed Comics support universal distribution. I think I have a thing. Yeah. So uh, you'll notice this is actually one of our tests that was done on February second. Invoices were complete on February 2nd. We can import an invoice from Universal. Universal hasn't rolled out those invoices yet. Um, I've been talking with them quite a bit. They're just having, they're growing so fast and their technology is changing so quickly. They are by far the most technologically advanced group when it comes to like a lot of the stuff that we want access to. Um, so I, I think they're just being super cautious about how they roll this stuff out because they need to make sure they do it right. I get that it's a new feature. So I, you know, they're going to have training they're going to have to do for people and stuff like that. But on our end, it's ready to go. We were also in talks with them to do initial orders and FOC ordering. Um, not a ton of work on our end to, to make that happen. It's literally, we would just have to add a new vendor and um like literally a new tab that spits stuff out in the exact same way prh does um, because they use upc slash isbn as their um, primary key so it's yeah we've got all the data it's really really straightforward from our standpoint we just need to make it happen um and we're also talking about some really cool stuff. And when I go down to see the Lightspeed folks, I also plan on visiting um, Universal. And, and we're going to talk about some integrations. We've talked about, um, you know, the ability for them to give us access to an API so that you as a Universal customer could pull up your account right within Manage Comics and say, I want to import this invoice in and just click a button and the in invoice would come in. Those are kind of bigger, harder um, lifts for both of us. But I think that kind of stuff is super cool. And if we can prove it out with Universal and say, because Universal is rolling out into the United States, so they've got a real kind of hunger to say, we are the most technologically advanced um, you know, distributor and you integrate with managed comics and you know, you can do all this stuff right from us. That would make a really appealing thing for them. So we're, uh, we're definitely... Uh, Good partners and we got to hang out and have lunch and comics pro and um alessandro and i went out for dinner with the bad idea guys so yeah it was a it's a good relationship danica says do you have a timeline for when we can organize special orders under customer activity chronologically and not alphabetically yes uh i think thursday or maybe friday no, i'm not kidding that's literally one of the things in my um, QA stuff that I've just, uh, just approved. So I think that's out this week. How's that for service? When do you get that? Do you have a timeline? Yeah. How's tomorrow work for you? Is that good? <laughs> oh no. I took my slides out. 
Um, like I'm 99% sure. Let me check and make sure that that is the, the ticket that I had approved. And I think this is my last question, which is from Megan from Inf Infinity Flux. And she asks, when are books cut off for FOC? Oh my goodness. This is going to be a fun talk. Is that my last one? Oh no, there's not one more. Okay. So as I understand it, and please remember this is as I understand it. Uh, on the last call tab on Manage Comics, things fall off of those on Saturday slash Sunday. So if, if the cutoff is Sunday, they fall off there on Saturday. If the cutoff is Monday, they fall off there on Sunday. So then it goes forward to the next week's worth of FOC slash um, initial orders or FOC for the next week. However, the individual products are still available to order. Um, and at that point, they, the subscriptions cut off the day before the pre-orders cut off the day of, and that's because we got a lot of pushback when we had everything going on Saturdays slash Sundays, people were like, no, we don't want that. That is not the way that that's not the thing we signed up for. So I also had pushback from other people who were like, give us the ability to toggle. And looking at the code for that, my brain just kind of did one of these, like, ah, no. Um, so we decided to, for now, just simplify it. So the short answer is FOCs cut off 24 hours before they do from a front end appearance. However, they can still be added on the individual product page up to the FOC. And I think everything closes at like 8 p.m. Eastern because our servers are in a different time zone three hours ahead, or three hours behind. Everything closes before midnight. I know that for sure. So that's, um, yeah, that's when, when Megan asked this, it took me a week to answer it. And I was like, I'll be honest with you. I don't know the exact answer to this and you, we have to go through lines and lines of code to figure it out for sure. Um, and dates are just a pain in the butt. So that's kind of what we've got right now is, is the last call page clicks over a day early so that people who are looking for stuff that way aren't going to find it on that list. And then the individual pages still allow for ordering up until a fairly late period of time. But again, you have the ability to close off any of those, um, like, like, you know, deny any of those up until then. And this is for classic, uh, Sean from Lobo Comics and Games asked, when is the new catalog loaded on Managed Comics Classic? So I used to be really proud that we could load the new release comic the same week that it, like the week before it came out, the same way that we do on Managed Comics 2.0. Um, basically, 2.0, when the data comes in, we launch that catalog usually that weekend. So I think we get the data on Friday and Saturday or Sunday we launch it. But the amount of kind of finagling we've had to do with that data ever since we decided to do that has really increased. And it's, 
it's now getting to the point where we aren't finalizing it until Monday or Tuesday before previews comes out, which really sucks. Like I wish we could get it out immediately. Um, but we just can't trust it with ratio things not being true and stuff like that. So it's taking a little bit longer. Classic takes that data once we've massaged it. And then we, it, it's a very different system, right? So it, it only, we only add like 120 new products a month. Plus we add the catalog where people can special order anything. Um, that takes us a couple days and we don't upload that catalog on Mondays, Tuesdays, or Wednesdays because it tends to take the site down. Um, Classic only has like 38 stores using it right now. Uh, and the, the database has gotten pretty big. So we're trying to, to keep it down a little bit. Um, so yeah, um, we usually upload that on Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, or Friday nights, unfortunately, after previews has come out. I'm hoping we can do some kind of cleaning up of the uh, the database and, and make it happen a little bit faster. But I don't know, that that sucker, I need people... Yeah, I need, I need, I need everybody off that system soon. Um, that's going to do it for us here. If anybody's got any questions, here's kind of a last time. Walter Mahone says Taylor keeps on arguments with me in the first place, and he put me in a timeout yesterday morning. I wonder if that's binder pause, folks, or is this maybe a different conversation? <laughs> Not sure what's happening there. Uh, any other questions before we wrap this guy up? Uh, we're 44 minutes, and I want to keep this to a tight 30. Tight 30. I'll hit my tight 30 one of these times. I'm going to talk a little bit about our next time, and if anybody has a question, feel free to ask it, because I can loop back around to a question pretty quickly. Um, next time, we're going to talk about Google Analytics version four and why it's important that you have this installed in your Shopify. I know it sounds super boring, but I promise we're going to make it exciting. I might even get Craig to come in and talk some exciting things about Google Analytics version four. Um, the reason is universal Google Analytics, which has been around for about 20 years, is being sunset uh, due to a lot of the, the privacy laws. So the new the new Google Analytics is both better and worse at the same time. Um, and some of the ways that it's better is in e-commerce tools. There's a lot better kind of um, pathing and seeing things from discovery all the way through to purchase. So the, there'll be some good stuff there for you. Um, it's relatively easy to install. Uh, you need to do it before July 2023 if you have the old Google Analytics also, the sooner you can do it, the better you'll be able to have kind of month to month comparisons of stuff because you're going to lose um, all your analytic comparisons fairly quickly. They're saying that the old data will still be available for six months afterwards, but, um, you know, it would be good to have a couple months worth of version four data. So we're going to show you how to install it in Shopify, how to set up an account in Google um, for the V4 how to install it in Shopify, uh, and we'll also help you figure out some important reports that you should be using with Google Analytics before. So that is next time on Meanwhile at Managed Comics. I promise you we are going to keep it to a tight 30, um, and this one will be recorded, so you'll be able to 
check it out whenever you want. And of course, they always release at 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Thursdays. And this one will also come out at the same time on the Managed Comics. Meanwhile, at Managed Comics podcast, which you can get at uh, just go to info.managedcomics.com slash meanwhile, and you'll find all the links to uh, the video and the podcast there. You can also find anything at info.managedcomics.com slash links, which is kind of our link tree page. Uh, and I think that's going to do it for this week. Don't have any other questions. Last minute. I'm going to give you one last last chance to ask a question. The, the, if there was a timer, the, there'd be like a timer ticking. And it's ticking. And it's ticking. And Danica says, thanks, Brian. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. By the way, it's Brian with an I. Brian with Ys are just Ryans that were misspelled. They just put a little bar at the bottom. <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for your time. And we will see you next week. In the meantime and in between time, keep managing those comics. Oh, I'm going to have a tagline at some point. Uh -huh.